We all know how popular social media has become in our culture. It's nearly impossible to not be engaged with some level of Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or other similar networks. Those in my generation, the infamous millennials, have grown up in the state of hyper-connection in which many of our life events stream continuously for our friends to see online. Likewise, our friends' life events show up in our news feeds moment by moment throughout the day. Facebook, one of the popular social media outlets, calls this stream of life events stories. Throughout my day then, I am faced with dozens of stories from my friends' lives. To go a step further, it's not uncommon for people like me to join community-wide Facebook groups which host thousands of locals who share pictures, ideas, complaints, and questions for others to hear and hopefully weigh in on. All of these stories show up and flash by, often before I can afford to give them even a second glance. I often stuff my phone back into my pocket and just move along with my day, knowing that the next time I pick up my phone, there will be a whole new set of stories to engage with. One of the major struggles we all face today is that constant onslaught of stories in our lives and our limitation to engage with them all. Frankly, it's getting hard to decide what we can truly engage with and what we must allow to simply stream by. There are stories going on all around you right now. There's a constant stream of life events ranging from the relatively simple, the lawnmower that keeps cutting out in a nearby yard of a frustrated neighbor, to the rather complex uh, for sale sign being pounded in across the road. Again, some of these stories are happy, the family singing happy birthday to a little girl a few houses away, while some can be quite sad or worrisome. That ambulance, which just sped down the street by your house, carrying a patient to the emergency room. For those of us who have taken up the invitation to pray for our neighbors and even to simply learn their names, a scary thought may have crossed our mind. What is going to happen if I become aware of new needs and life stories while I pray for those around me? In other words, is praying in my neighborhood going to become another outlet which will cloud my already overwhelmed life? That's a great question, and each person reading this must think about, talk about, and pray about that. When you introduce yourself to a neighbor for the first time, you are opening yourself up for a growing relationship with them. And of course, relationships are full of conversation, full of stories, full of life. When you pray in your neighborhood, you are asking God to give you insight into his love, his desires, and his plans so that you can join him in his prayer. The thoughts which stir up in you as you pray may feel like a whole new set of stories entering into your crowded life. We must take this commitment very seriously. 
at the same time, I want to offer you some encouragement and advice for joining God in prayer without feeling like the weight of your neighbor's lives are being thrust onto your shoulders. First of all, let's remember that Jesus didn't have time for every story that could have come into his life. Now that feels kind of wrong to say, but I think it's true. In the first chapter of Mark's Gospel, Jesus heals many people and delivers many people from all sorts of inner and outer struggles. One morning, Jesus was praying when his disciples found him, exclaiming, Everyone is looking for you again. To this, Jesus simply replies, We have to keep on going to nearby villages. This is why I have come. You can reference that in Mark 1, verses 29 to 39. You see, Jesus was limited in his body and his time on earth, just as we are. That is partly why he gave his spirit to live in all of us, because he knows that one person has limits. So while you can keep praying for others, there will be limits to your ability to truly invest time and resources into every situation and every story around you. Talk with the people that you're praying with, whether it's a spouse, your kids, friends, and prayerfully ask what your ongoing relationship, what your ongoing role will look like in the lives and the stories around you. Second of all, remember that prayer is sometimes enough. Yes, I said sometimes. Please don't shoot. What I mean is this. Sometimes you will be led to offer conversation, help, resources, etc. as you become aware of the stories around you. However, sometimes you must simply pray and trust that God can bring about his love, his plans, and his provisions for the people around you, even if you can't offer anything more yourself. Do you recall the time when the crippled beggar sat outside of the Jerusalem temple in Acts chapter 3? He was in need of so much. His life story was quite complex. While two disciples, Peter and John, walked by him, they looked with love at him and simply said, Silver or gold we do not have. Remember, his presenting need was for money. But what we do have, we give you, they said. And with that, they spoke a prayer of healing over the man, trusting that Jesus would meet his deep need. There are times then when our time and resources will be called upon as we learn to love and engage with our neighbors, yet there are limits to what you can shoulder on your own. Sometimes you must simply keep praying and speaking the word of God as you go through your day, as you encounter the lives and the stories that God has placed you among. God holds your life. He holds all things, and you are called to simply pray as you go. So may he guide you to engage and serve when you can, and also to feel release and rest when you cannot. Your prayers are more valuable 
even than gold. So bless you this week as you pray.